Well, happy Friday, and it is a special fifth Friday of the month as we're kicking off the weekend. It's time for another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gomison. Yes, Adam, it is the fifth Friday, so we're back with our Freeform Friday podcast. Uh, can you believe it's the end of April already? Oh, I know. It's been wild. But the farther we get away from winter, honestly, the happier I am. So that's okay. Exactly. And for those of you who may not be in our area, uh, what Adam is referring to is the fact that the first full week of April during spring break earlier this month, it snowed every day. <laughs> really did. Which is an odd thing, even for Michigan. But I, but I actually said that the two or three weeks um, up to and including spring break really typified the old uh, thing that people often said about Michigan, which is, if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes, it'll change. Yeah. That was true in full force in Michigan during that time. But we are past it. We are, we are up to warmer temperatures, and um, hopefully... Uh, pretty soon, uh, 60s and 70s at least will be a daily occurrence. So we will cross our fingers about that and uh, hope that you are having a fine April. And as we leap into May, that you will continue to join us. But today, as I said, it's our Freeform Friday podcast. And before we kick it off, I just want to remind you that we have room for your input on these, especially these Freeform Friday podcasts. If you see of something that's that's clean um, and funny or inspirational or something like that that you think that we should um, incorporate into Freeform Friday, we try to have video clips or something inspiring that just doesn't fit in any other episode of our podcast, we'd love to feature it for Freeform Friday. So just let us know using the contact information that we'll roll at the end of the show. All right, well, we're going to kick it off, and before we do, Adam has a quote of the day. Freeform Friday, so I'm just making my own sound effects up today. I guess you could say it's our proverb of the day, if you will. No matter how long the winter, spring is sure to follow. And this is especially appropriate given what we just talked about (laughs) in the beginning, in the intro. So I just thought that was a, a really good way to kick off our Freeform Friday as we think about spring and as we get ready for um, this discussion. All right. Well, we're going to start out with um, our Just As I Am hymn story. And this this um, hymn, Just As I Am, uh, some of you may be familiar with it um, from our, from revivals or just from using it in the church. So now um, we're going to hear the music from this hymn as Adam relates the hymn story. When poet Charlotte Elliott was 46 years old, an an elderly man approached her at a dinner party and asked if she was a Christian. She considered him rude and unkind, and that is his question that was inappropriate. After the man walked away, Charlotte could not get his question out of her mind, so she went to find the man and ask how to become a Christian. That night, she received Jesus as her Lord and Savior. Soon thereafter, she wrote Just As I Am as a testimony to her newfound faith and as a tribute to the man who had told her 
that she could come to Christ just as she was. Over the remainder of her life, Charlotte wrote 150 hymns. All right. Well, um, I'm just going to let this music play in the background. Um, our, our, our story itself was a little bit short, but I just really like this hymn. And as you're listening uh, to the instrumental behind us, I just want to encourage you to check out Caleb Brazy's uh, YouTube channel. Um, I Again, I, I have tried uh, to receive official permission from him a couple times in sharing these. He's never responded. He hasn't responded negatively about it. But I just want to encourage you to check out his Facebook page and or his YouTube page, and we will have the link in the show notes for this podcast. It is number 186. Again, it's not very typical for me to use these numbers, but um, today I am. So look for podcast number 186 on the blog, and uh, then you'll be able to get the link to this video. And um, this is a song that we often use in the jail uh, when we're singing with the guys, and it just underscores this idea that God um, has a plan for our lives and he wants to take us where we are but not leave us there and so I really hope that this hymn story and uh, this music is encouraging to you Um, we're just going to let this play and hopefully um, you can spend a few uh, seconds just thinking about um, how God accepts us just as we are and we'll be right back at the end Just As I Am, the hymn story uh, shared by Adam McNutt, which I took from the website Share Faith, so I want to give them credit. And uh, you can look look that up, and I'll try to have that link on the blog as well. And uh, so I um, hope that you will uh, take a look at that video and also the website Share Faith. And like I said, uh let Caleb know uh, if you get a chance to write him a note on the YouTube link um, that you enjoy his instrumentals and maybe look at some of the other videos he's got on there because I really like uh, his instrumental music so I would recommend it alright well now I have the privilege of sharing with you uh, our next our newest installment of a minute with the whole chef uh, this is a segment that my brother Bartholomew Gomison has done a few times here on the podcast. Um, he has a um, business called The Whole Chef. Among other things, he sells bread and tries to give uh, nutrition uh, advice to people as they seek him out. So check out his uh, website, which we will also link to on the blog. 
I believe it's thewholechef.com, but we will make sure to have the correct information on the blog. And so without further ado, here is Bartholomew with a minute with The Whole Chef. Hello, this is Bartholomew Gamison from thewholechef.com. As you see spring blossoming around us, we started thinking about growing things. New life. What's I want to talk to you today about? I want to talk to you today about gardening. And I've been gardening for about 15 years. And yet I still think of myself as pretty much a beginner. Every year is a new year. And I'm just excited to see what's going to happen this year with the garden. But I want to talk to you especially about if you are a beginner gardener. I want to have here um, some tips I want to give you. But first, we can talk about the reasons why it's a good idea to garden. I was cruising through some articles online about with different ideas about why people garden or why you should garden. But I thought I, I compiled a list of, there's about four or five things here. The reasons I garden. Now, of course, um, saving money is a is part of it. But if you're gardening just to save money, then you're probably going to be disappointed. So here's a couple of other reasons. Well, first of all, there's independence. Um, I start probably the biggest reason that I like gardening is because it gives me a sense of independence. I can grow my own food if there's ever a supply issue, and it gives me a sense of pride um, knowing that I'm able to do that, a sense of um, I don't need to rely on the grocery store or big suppliers from all over the country. Um, I'm somewhat in control, even though ultimately God is in control. Which, of course, that would be another reason that God um, is able to, you know, God directs the weather, and we really don't have as much control as we think we do, and a garden will definitely teach you that. And then, of course, um, it gets me outside, gives me something to look forward to outside. Um, otherwise, I tend to stay inside in the kitchen cooking or doing other things inside, but it, it gives, you know, garden gives me an opportunity to get outside and enjoy the, the sunshine and the fresh air. And of course as a chef I enjoy picking my own varieties of things and being able to eat them in season and you know have the the freshest tomatoes or the freshest green beans or whatever um, plant is ripe at that time. So I hope some of those benefits would help encourage you to start gardening. And now I have a few practical tips of things that you need, you should think about when you start gardening. Um, one of the first books that I used when I was garden, when I started gardening, was called Weed Free Gardening. And actually, I don't think I ever bought the book. I just got it out of the library, and it had a very good way of starting a garden where you just um, cut your lawn really short and then layer some newspaper on it, and then on top of that you layer your um, compost and dirt. Then you lay out rows and beds, and you know you have your your plants. You keep your plants in your beds, and your 
rows or to walk between the beds. So that's a good way to do it. Otherwise, um, just rototilling an area of your lawn if you have good good uh, soil. That's a good way to start. Um, one idea also I saw where they just took a bag of dirt and they cut a whole, they cut the side out of it and then they planted their lettuce in there. Um, so that's it. Those are some ways that you could start. And here are some other practical tips. Now, number one is start with easy vegetables to grow. Now, I'm sure there are a lot of things you like to have fresh from the garden, but starting with things like green beans or um, or zucchini, almost anybody can grow zucchini or green beans. Uh, squash, you know, winter squash is really easy to grow. Um, tomatoes can be pretty can be pretty easy, but they also can be finicky depending on the weather. So start with some of those things. My second thing would be to grow what you what you can eat or give away. Again, um, green beans are really easy to grow, but if nobody in your family likes green beans or you don't have friends like green beans, then don't grow them because then you're going to end up with a ton of green beans and you don't know what to do with them. You know, same thing with zucchini or summer squash. It, it tends to be one of those things where everybody's trying to get rid of it at once and then you don't, you know, if you don't have good recipes, then you're you're stuck. And my third tip, which really goes back to the, the first one about growing easy vegetables, is to start with plants if you can. Don't, you know, don't get bogged down with starting um, from seeds and trying to get those seeds cultivated when you can go buy a plant and the plant's already growing and you can just stick that in the ground and you don't have to do it near as much to it. Some things you're going to have to start with plants anyway, you know, such as tomatoes. But herbs also, off, most herbs also start really well from plants as opposed to seeds. And the last thing is, you know, I just say, um, don't be discouraged when things don't grow. You know, there's, there's certain seasons or um, soils or whatever. You know, sometimes you're just seeing how your soil is. Sometimes it's just the season. Um, a few years ago, a couple of years ago, um, everybody that I knew had tomato blight. And so it was just it's something that was going around and, and nobody had good tomatoes that year. So, you know, don't be discouraged. Some years you have lots of tomatoes and some years you have lots of green beans. And other years you might have a ton of squash. So you just, you don't know. All right, well, that is a minute with The Whole Chef. And as you heard from my brother, Bartholomew, you can go to thewholechef.com and get all kinds of information that he has on there. And I think his email contact is on there. Um, so make sure that you contact him, maybe give him some feedback if you really like the segment and want him to continue. He's been talking about launching a more full-fledged podcast going on on his own um and so if that's something that you would be more interested in and you would be interested in listening to that uh, make sure you let him know so that he can investigate um what it would take to get that started um so i thank him for that all right well as you know um 
for the Freeform Friday, we tend to try to bring you things that are a little more obscure, things that don't really fit into the mold of the regular mold of what the Speaking for Him podcast does. And since you know we have a book club, uh, all, it is without saying, it goes without saying, or should go without saying, that we love bookstores. Or I, at least I do. I don't know about Adam, but I know <laughs> that that myself and Naomi, who is a uh, recurring co-host, love bookstores. So if it's just about indulgence uh, today that we're talking about bookstores, then I hope Adam can survive. <laughs> but uh, I would hope that he would appreciate some of these bookstores. So he and I are just going to kind of go down this list a little bit. We won't necessarily talk about every bookstore. But Adam, why don't you tell us about one bookstore that sticks out to you on that list? One that is super cool to me is the um, it is the Wanders in de Broden, I think is somewhat what it's called, in Amsterdam. Uh, this store is actually preserved in a lot of the 15th century cathedral church in Amsterdam. So you literally walk in and you see all the books in the shelves, but you also see the original organ up on the top of the church. It's three levels, and they have some of the original pew seats and actually overdecks what people uh, would used to come and, and worship. So it, it's it's like walking into a church that fell onto a bookstore, basically. <laughs> and and there, it, it's pretty There are neat. some really neat pictures in this article. So why don't you keep scrolling at them, and I'll see if there's something that catches my eye. Well, this one looks interesting. The Book Barge, (laughs) number four on the list. It says, former journalist Sarah Henshaw didn't know much about boats or owning a business when she first opened the Book Barge in 2009. She gutted a canal boat that she bought with money mostly borrowed from her parents and filled it with donated books that were given in response to a plea in the newspaper. Today... The floating bookshop sells carefully curated books that stray from the bestseller list. Visitors can climb aboard at the Barton Marina in Stratisfire, England on Saturdays. How cool is that? That is definitely bizarre. I'm not sure if cool is the word that came <laughs> to my mind because what's the one of the number one things that people say about books is don't get them wet. That's true. So I kind of wonder how the whole, um, and it almost sounds like a lot of these books are rare. Yeah. At least that seems to be reading between the lines, you know, because it's talking about stuff that's not on the bestseller list. And I find it interesting. She actually put out a plea in one of the newspapers and and she got donated books that way. And I'm guessing Moby Dick's got to be a bestseller if it's on a boat. I'm just putting it out there. And I wonder, uh, you know. And I wonder if the if the uh, laws are a little more lax over there, at least for businesses, because I have a feeling that if I bought a boat and stocked it with books to sell on Lake Michigan, <laughs> it'd probably get a probably get some grief. I don't know if you saw, and this can just kind of be an extra topic, but there there have been a couple times where people have set up lending libraries in their yards, like wooden bookshelves in their yards. Or they just put out books and they say, take a book, leave a book. Oh, really? You know, just to have like a neighborhood lending program. And there was one kid who came up with one for his neighborhood. And uh, somebody complained to the city council and the city council made him take it down. Oh, really? And then I think after they got some pushback, they 
let him make a couple modifications and possibly put it back. I forget exactly. But I was just like, really? We're going to we're gonna go to the mat about this for a little kid that wants to show some ingenuity and help people out? Right. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um. So anyway, there's, there's, I don't know, what is it, 11? There's 11 in all that. 11 on this list of, of interesting libraries. And we're not going to go through the whole list here, but we will have the link to this article on the blog. And, you know, usually I have one or two things on the blog. For these Freeform Fridays, you really want to be on the blog because there's a lot of linked material as we uh, go through this, these Freeform Fridays hodgepodge episodes. So make sure that you pay attention to the contact information at the end of the show. And while you are on the blog checking out the links, please make sure to leave a voicemail if you have any comments or questions, particularly as pertains to our 200th show, yes, which is coming up in just a few weeks um, as we head toward August. So it seems like uh, it will be forever from now, but based on our recording schedule, we'll probably be recording in uh, mid to late July, perhaps a little earlier than that, depending on exactly what the numbers show. But just want to make sure that we have any feedback from our listeners ready for that show. Not exactly sure all that we're going to do, but just continue to pray for us. I'm excited about the prospect. I love doing these special shows, um, but we just want to make sure that anybody that wants to give feedback for that gets it in there. So look for that article from Mental Floss about the um, about the libraries. And maybe uh, if you ever get to go on a, a whirlwind adventure, you can check out these some of these libraries. I think a lot of them are in Europe, at least uh, somewhat near Europe. I didn't check all of them, but I think kind of that part of the world is where most of them are. Majority. And I think I saw one in New York and New Orleans. So so there are a couple stateside. So anyway, check out the list. If you decide to go to one of them or more of them uh, on the off chance that you do, um, then uh, it would be cool if you would send us a photo of actually checking out one of these bookstores. And we would definitely include it on a future blog post. So just to keep that in mind, and maybe Adam and I, when we get rich off this <laughs> podcast, uh, then we'll, we might do a tour ourselves. But anyway, enough about that. Um, you know that I like to provide you with something funny or particularly inspirational um, on these shows. Uh, before I do that, Adam, is there anything particular that you would like to share um, with our audience today on this? last Friday in April? Um, one thing that I have learned, and if maybe you're listening and you're in the southern portion of America, then congratulations, and I'm also jealous of this, that you're already close to one. But I don't know if you've heard, Andrew, but Chick-fil-A has come out with some pretty exciting news for the Mitten State here. Not only are they going to be, of course, opening one in the Holland and Grand Rapids area, West Michigan, again, if you're out of the state, but they have announced... That by 2020, the year 2020, that they are going to have 15 to 20 new store locations opened and ground broken on in the state of Michigan. Can you believe that? And and in case um, you didn't hear which restaurant that was, it is 
Chick-fil-A. Yes. And both Adam and I really love Chick-fil-A because we don't live near one. We've only been one or two times a piece. Um, once, once we do get them in our area, we may ask them to come on as an official sponsor. How cool would that be? <laughs> yes. Uh, speaking room podcast sponsored by Chick-fil-A. I think we, we have very similar beliefs. So I think that would be pretty awesome. I would really like to go to a Grand Rapids or Holland Grand Opening. There which, you go. It's kind of funny, Adam. It's perspective, right? Because when I, when I heard about this a couple of days ago, I was kind of bummed just because I had heard that they were breaking ground first in Holland, which is a reasonable, you know, since I'm in Grand Rapids a lot, it's a reasonable like 25, 30 minute yeah. haul from Grand Rapids. Not too bad. No big deal. Then they say they're starting in Lansing. What? Yeah. <laughs> which is an hour and a half to two hours away from me. So I, I don't know. Maybe I don't they... know what happened there, but hopefully, you know, they get a Grand Rapids location soon. But 15 to 20, that seems really advantageous. <laughs> but I guess uh, they have an adage of go big or go home, right? That's right. And maybe those cows sign some petitions and say, eat more chicken or something. I don't know. All right. Well, I... Right now, I would like to share with you a video um, that one of my friends actually shared on Facebook a while back. This is called George's Best Day. I believe George is a Great Dane. I can't tell uh, officially. Either that or a horse. But he's either a Great Dane or a horse, as Adam said. And he uh, was a contest winner for BarkBox, which, if you don't know, that is a a subscription service. Kind of like um, Nature Box, which is human snacks. Bark Box is dog snacks. You can get a monthly subscription. So they had a contest for people to enter their dogs to get a day of spoiling. And this was the winner. Um, so I want to share this video with you. George deserves the dog's best day because he has changed the life of my daughter. I got around on crutches or in a wheelchair. And I'm just like, I don't want this anymore. Morchio syndrome is a rare progressive disorder, so it affects Bella's mobility. For us to get George as a service dog, we had volunteered up at Service Dog Project for a little over a year. One day, Bella climbed up with George, and she just started talking to George, and next thing you know, his head was in her lap, and he's just looking up at her like she was the best thing in the whole world. I could tell he needed me, and I needed him. First time I walked with George, it was amazing. It was like, I haven't walked in so long, and now I get to do it again. George deserves this day because he works extremely hard. He's the one that made me more independent than I ever could be. Welcome, George. George and Bella, welcome to the Fairmont Copley Plaza. And on behalf of our canine ambassadors, welcome to your best day ever. Now George, you're off duty. Go enjoy Boston. George does not get to have people food because he is also risked up. But today is a special occasion because it's his best day ever. George, welcome to Wahlburgers. We hear you love burgers, and these are all just for you. 
she's like, oh, no, this is my burger. He just wants the burger. <laughs> George, he loves this milk. Probably his favorite thing. Bella, I understand that you and George love to play in the snow, and for that reason, we've closed down the ski area just for the two of you to go sledding all day today. Thank you, that's awesome. George, we're gonna go sledding now. George, go play! If there's snow out there, he's in his glory. Crazy. Sledding with me, and when I'm sledding with him, it's probably one of our favorite things to do together. So cool. There's cheeks everywhere you look. It's pretty much a candy store for dogs. George! Look at this? Yeah. George, look at this! George loves the dino bone. He's making a big mess on the floor. And it's about this big. I think he did finally find the George size bone. Welcome back, George. Enjoy your stay. Oh my goodness, Bella! The room is huge and there's toys lying around everywhere. He likes the rocket ships and then he likes the little leopard ball with little feet. George, and it says George's best day. A card that has George's name on it. We're going to show George read it, not you? No. <laughs> George and Bella. Oh, okay. You have a special bond, and anyone who needs their own George should be able to have that help. Blog Post has donated $1,000 in your name to the Service Dog Project so they can continue their great work turning incredible dogs. That's awesome! George, there'll be more Georgies out there! <laughs> George-sized bed for a George-sized sleepover. This is George's bed? Come here, George. George needed a bed because he always took my bed. George is super big, so it's kind of hard to find a bed that he can sprawl out without falling off. George is joyful and he's always happy and he's always there to cheer you up. He is my best friend. And there you have it, George's best day. I just, when I watched that video a couple months ago, I just was like, that has to go on our Freeform Friday. Yes. You know, that I just thought that was so cute. And um, having had a service dog and hoping for another one, still trying to figure out what the best timing is for applying and preparing for that whole process for a third time. 
I can tell you how important uh, a service dog has been to me. And so I don't know George and Bella, but I hope that they're still doing well. And I just really liked that video and I wanted to share it with you and encourage you once again to visit the blog, um, find the links, and enjoy it. Well, we've talked about quite a bit. We covered the hymn story just as I am. We had a minute about gardening. We talked about Chick-fil-A. We visited the library. And we had a neat story about a girl and her dog. And so I think it's been a pretty good Freeform Friday. And uh, so that's all we have for this week. But we'll be back next week to kick off um, our May podcast in a big way. We hope that you will join us then. Have a great weekend and keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him, alongside his co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking For Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.